It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans and this is happy hour. A cocktail fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar, today we're at Wayfair on Ferret Street, which is not just a bar, it's also a restaurant. They serve handcrafted food and spirits, and they put fine dining into a sandwich. I think that's pretty accurate, isn't it? Yep. It's fine dining in a sandwich. They have also fine booze and glasses. You can get uh, drinks here cheap at happy hour, which is three hours every day from four to seven happy hour is at Wayfair, and Wayfair is on Ferret Street in Uptown New Orleans. I'm Grant Morrison. This is Andrew Duhon to my right. Welcome back, Andrew. Hey, buddy. Good to be Where back. Where were you last week when we needed you most? Last week yeah. in Nashville. Nashville. How was that? Awesome. It was good. Okay. Yeah, it was good. To, yeah. All right. We have, uh, we have a bunch of other people here, too. There's so many people, it's hard to keep them straight. But these three guys over here in a band called, uh, what's the name of the band? The Painted Hands. Yes, who, who came up with the title The Painted Hands? Drew Le Bourgeois. When Drew, just for your information, is spelled D-R-E-U-X. Is that true? Come That's in right. here, Drew, so we can hear you. That is correct. Did your parents come up with that, or did you come up with that? It's, uh, yes, my parents came up with it. It's my dad's name. Your dad's name is D-R-E-U-X? Yeah. So you're a junior? I'm a junior. Yeah. Oh, well, I've always got something, to, filthy liar. I got something to write down already. He's, that's not true? <laughs> Who said that? Dirty, filthy liar. This is uh, the world-famous uh, Jesse Wood <laughs> here. Jesse, what do you play in this band? Brass. You're the, a brass instrument. Which one? Trumpet and trombone. And not at the same time, I assume. I wish. Could you though? Can't that be done? Can it? No, Doesn't I guess not. Right? That? You need two hands for the trombone, but just one for the trumpet. But maybe two trumpets. Yeah, that, trumpet. People do that, right? You will the trumpets. Oh, do they really? Mm-hmm. Two yeah. trumpets. Mm-hmm. What That's a thing. Wasn't it, didn't Russ and Roland Kirk play like three instruments at once? Jeez. Yes or no? Yes, Paul Spencer is here. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you Let me it. just finish introducing you to these guys. That's Drew Bourgeois, Jesse uh, Jesse Wood, who's the um, brass player, and Atomic Aaron in the center. That's me. Yeah. How atomic are you exactly? <laughs> pretty fucking atomic. Pretty fucking atomic. Okay, that would be nice. I'm gonna write that down too. Pretty good atomic. He's pretty, pretty fucking, fucking atomic. Atomic. Okay. All right. Got it. And uh, what do you play? Atomic? I play the atomic bass. Atomic bass, okay. <laughs> that's only got four strings, so that's a lot easier. Yeah. Right. You know, Paul Spencer who's also here is also a, a, a drummer. At one point. Correct? It's true. He's a, he's a man for all seasons actually. Well, I've, uh, I've retired, though, from the drums. Right. I did go back on tour recently. I hurt my back. I only did 10 days, Andrew. What do you think about that? 10-day tour, I managed to do my back in. I mean, it depends on, you know, if you're playing that funk and, you're, you know, you're leaning way back. <laughs> you know? <you're> <laughs> I think it was more about dragging the gear in and out. Yeah, the that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Schlepping I gave up. It reminded me why I gave up playing the drums in Well, if you're, still, if you're still dragging the gear in and out of the car, that's not a good, you know... Someone else is supposed to be dragging the gear in and out of the tour bus at this point. That's it. Oh, yeah. That's so it. anyway, Paul is, uh, is visiting New Orleans. He's been here now for um, how long? 24 hours, not even? Just yeah, 24, 24 hours. 24 hours, yeah. exactly. Not your first time here, though. First time for 12 years, I'm embarrassed to say. Used Good to heavens. come a lot before Katrina, and I have not right. been back since. So, but here well, I it hasn't changed a bit. Paul is the founder and director of the Maverick Festival, now in its ninth year, which is, takes place in Sussex in a, in a field. Over the 4th of July weekend, correct? Yeah, almost. Suffolk, actually. But, you Suffolk, know, not counting? Sussex. Suffolk, what, yeah. What's, li- a, what's the difference between Suffolk and Sussex? Well, Suffolk has got two Fs. Oh, well, Sussex has got two Ss. Mm-hmm. But on the radio, it's difficult to tell the difference between Suffolk and Sussex. Suffolk is, um, yeah, it's more east than south, but it's a couple hours out of London, but deep in the rural countryside, yeah. And so the, the Maverick Festival is all about Americana music. It's all about, well, it's as I picked up the idea, actually, at, uh, coming to Jazz Fest all those years. And when I moved back to Be the... Be very careful what you say here. <laughs> really? Is there a copyright? Picked up. Yeah. <laughs> picked well, up I was inspired. From inspired. Let's inspired. say inspired. That's a, a lot better, yeah, I would, as you're Inspired by the idea of, of great uh, roots music and great food. And when I got back to the UK, I tried to replicate that in my own Oh, I wouldn't way. say that either. <laughs> That's very bad. You know who you're dealing with in the Jazz and Heritage Festival, correct? Uh, the big Q. Yes, I would not you know, oh, fuck yeah. around with anything. To do yeah. okay. Can I let the cat out of the bag really quick? And these yes. guys, you, you guys, Grant and Paul, know each other for a long time. When did you guys meet? 1900 and something, last century. 91 in, in Hollywood. Mm. 1991 in Hollywood. What were you guys doing? 
Well, Grant was a big-time screenwriter. I don't know, I don't know if he How keeps that secret. Does he keep that, that secret yeah. here? That's a big secret. Does he try and keep that secret? So the cat, well, the cat really is out of the bag. Yeah, Grant, okay. Grant's a big-time screenwriter, and uh, I was a big-time movie producer. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, You'd never you, know to look at us. You believe one, believe the other. Yeah, but there right. we were. That's how we met on a movie project. And then, we did. Uh, yeah, I think Grant got the New Orleans bug, though, and moved to New Orleans. I stayed in L.A. for a few more years. Yeah. And that's how we met. And then, uh, and then I hooked up. You with Andrew. That's right. I, I was in. Uh, I was on my maybe second time that I was over in the UK for the summer, and I was in Edinburgh checking my emails, and I was doing this show with you, so I knew I knew Grant, uh, and Grant emails me and tells me about this buddy Paul who's in Su- Suffolk, and uh, and uh, sure enough, there was a show that he thought he could fit me into, and I opened for a Aussie chick named Cara Granger who I just met up with in Nashville. Really? You wouldn't believe this shit. Wow. I'm sitting at the five spot. And I get a text from Kyra Granger that says, where are you in the world? Because there's a guy at the five spot that looks just like you. And I look up from the bar, like, all the way at the end of the bar. She's like, <laughs> wow. You know, like, like, so surprised. And then we, we co-wrote the next day, and I helped her out on her tune. And so now, uh, yeah. You Kyra Granger, you wrote, a, small you wrote a song with her? Or things or? coming together. Okay, that's weird. So this is a woman you met through, Paul, who mm-hmm. you met through me, and you wrote a song with her. In Nashville week. last week, yeah. Let's have a listen to it. I don't, I don't you know. You don't it's remember her, how it goes? No, what I, big deal? You couldn't play it? No, I couldn't. Not one bit. I, I wrote What's it called? tunes every day and okay. drank a you know. All right. Yeah, good point. <laughs> hey, listen, Ken Amore is here too. Ken, you've been Hi. very quiet. I'm sorry. Let me introduce you formally. <laughs> okay. Ken Amore is a local New Orleans director and filmmaker, much like world-famous Paul Spencer, right next to you. Hi, <laughs> Are you both drinking the same beer? Because that would be romantic. We're sharing a glass. Nice. <laughs> okay. I was, I was hoping you weren't going to mention it. I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. So, Akana, which is spelled K-E-N-N-A. Yes. Not like the airport. Not like the airport or Kennebra or any other. Kennebra. Oh, yeah. God, I guess you get all that. All the time. You're not from here, though, right? I'm not. Originally. Where'd you move from? Um, well, from Michigan. Right. Uh, a few years ago. Well, uh, about 10 years ago, actually. My parents were in the military, and so we kind of moved around a lot and kind of ended up here. Oh, your parents got transferred to New Orleans. How great is that? Yeah, yeah, perfect timing God, when I was graduating high school. Good news and bad news. Bad news is you're in the military. The good news is they're going to move you to New Orleans. What, do we have a military here? Um, in Belchase, we have a base. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's pretty cool. Are they still there? Yeah, they're still there. What are they doing out there, exactly? I have no clue. Are they protecting us or what? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> isn't, Bel- isn't Bell Chase the Air Force? Yeah, but they have like an um, army sector to it as well. I think, I think she's not allowed to say. You know. <laughs> is it it's kind of secret? You think? Stuff. Is it a secret? Yeah, yeah, I can tell. They're retired. They don't care anymore. They're retired? <laughs> yeah, Do you care. still get to live on a military base if you're no, retired? No, 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 no. They found a house um, in Plaquemines Parish, and so they've kind of settled down there. So they just settled down here, but that's where they ended up, and they stayed? Yes. Mm-hmm. God, they got lucky, didn't they, really? They did. They did. They did. I mean, we moved around a lot, Texas. Uh, I know they had to go to the Jamaica, a lot of different places, and we kind of ended up here. Did they have to kill anybody? Or <laughs> <laughs> um, they've been in the military for about 25 years, so I don't know what they did. <laughs> 25 years. How many wars have we been in? We've been in a yeah. war all that time with yeah. somebody. Yeah. Well, did they have to go to Iraq or Afghanistan? Yes. Kuwait, um, Afghanistan. Kuwait. Yeah. As what? What were they doing? Um, both of them are transportation officers, and so um, they are cat or majors, and so they were dealing both with. Both your parents are majors. Yes, yes, both. Major of them. Moore and Major Moore, or Major Riley's. Major Riley. Yes. So you change your name to Moore. Um, I my my father. That's my stepdad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So you Moore is your biological father's name. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you kept that. Okay, where's he? Um, my biological father. I think he's in Mississippi. I'm not Mississippi, sure. Mississippi, pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you don't keep in touch with him we at all. We don't have a relationship. <laughs> no, okay. No. <laughs> so we shouldn't Facebook him or look him up right now? Then. Um, Do you, <laughs> no. The real, by the way, this red light that looks like a laser gun that's pointing at you is just a camera. Uh, this is Catherine who's taking a photo. Did you meet Catherine, you guys? What's up, I Catherine? haven't met anybody. I, I know, you haven't met anybody? <laughs> no, no where, you, where did you come from before you came here? You were, um, you were I was, late, I see. Yes, I was late. Where Thank were you? you? Uh, I Thank was you. in Mandeville. Mandeville, yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. That's very nice over there. Okay, anyway, it says here that you were the founder of the independent film company Ghost of Elysian Films. Yes. And when did you find out that you had the same name as the airport when you 
after you moved here or before? Um, afterwards. After? <laughs> yes. That must have been quite an interesting moment. It was. And then I just had to get used to people associating me with Kenner, Louisiana. Yeah. It is funny when you say <laughs> it. It's hard to even hear it right yeah. for me. Yeah. It just sounds like Kenner. Kenner. Yeah. Kenner. Yeah. Well, it could have been worse. I got it now. Could, Kenna. You I could have been called Metairie or something, yeah, I suppose, to come here and Metairie would that. be worse. Yeah. yeah. So your mission is to tell stories through the exploration of uncommon perspectives, it says here, and you won the New Orleans Film Festival 2013 Emerging Vision Award mm-hmm. and the New Orleans Film Festival 2014 Best Louisiana Short. Yeah. Hey, cool. congratulations. Thank All you. Right. Woo, nice. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. What was it about, the Best Louisiana Short? Um, it was about a, a young male who was homosexual and his experience in um, church and being religious. He's always been religious his, his whole life and just coming out in church and how that's been for him. Mm. Is it based on a true story? Yes. One cool. of my friends was actually... It was a documentary. Beautiful. Yeah. So not only is it based on a true story, yeah, it, is it actually is, is a true story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you cool. don't hear the word homosexual that much anymore. You don't, huh? No, you never <laughs> hear anyone say somebody's a homosexual. <laughs> unless they're really, like, against it. Oh, really? Don't no, you think? that's not the use when they're against it. I don't think they <laughs> what use are they other say? words. I'd rather not. I think people, <laughs> say, people say gay in general conversation, homosexual when they're sort of like, you know, making a point like it should be, it's like it's a sin. Oh. Oh, that's my com- impression. What do you guys think I, I, as I musicians? Atomic? Uh, come on, Atomic. Are you on my side on that? Or? Uh, not really. No, I mean, you don't want to take a stand on that one. No, but I feel like kind of the... Talking to the microphone like you're in a really good band. Gay homosexual can be better. Is there a straight homosexual? I mean, who's gay? I'm a homosexual. homosexual. (laughs) I didn't know it was offensive. (laughs) I don't know if it's offensive. (laughs) Ken, who's texting you? No one's texting me. This is Instagram. (laughs) It's Instagram. What is it? It's 420. 420. Perfect. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Well, Drew, what do you think about the word homosexual? Do people use that in general conversation? It's fine, but I don't really hear it a lot, no. No, you don't Uh hear it at all anymore. I hear, uh, I just hear gay, you know. Yeah. I just hear gay. Nice. That's much better. <laughs> so nice Ken, and moody. Kenna, why did you pick this homosexual guy to make a documentary about it? Um, well, actually, it did, the documentary didn't start out that way. Um, usually in documentary, you start out with some general concept, and then as you start filming and you're dealing with people's real lives, you find other stories that kind of... Really? Link back to the concept a little bit. And, and what did so, you start out making a movie about? Um, well, I had a, a, a lot of people have concerns about, um, I don't know if you guys ever heard of like Tyler Perry mm-hmm. and some of the films that he have does. Have we ever stuff. heard about Tyler Perry? <laughs> <laughs> no. He's a fucking superstar. And he's yeah, from he Baton Rouge, I think, or somewhere. I, I, I think so. Or New Orleans. I'm is not, he from New Orleans? Itself? I think he's from New Orleans. Oh, yeah. wow. Even yeah. better. Okay. Yeah. Paul, you know who Tyler Perry is? I do not. No, am I missing something? Here? Well, no, you're from the UK. That's that's well, all. Kenna can describe exactly who he is to you. Well, he um, is a filmmaker. Uh, like uh, Grant said, he's a superstar now. But he started in live theater here in New Orleans and did a lot of um, musical plays and kind of got picked up for doing um, a lot of black uh, church-like uh, stories, and then he moved into film. is very been, has been very successful, um, but yeah, I, I was just getting a lot of perspectives on. He dresses up as a woman a lot. He does, Medea. Medea is yeah. his character. Is this I've, true? You yes, yes, yeah. no. It's hugely He's successful. Hilarious. You never know. Yeah. How, could, how could you not have heard of it? I guess it doesn't translate outside the United States because it's huge here. Well, we have cross dresses, you know. <laughs> but I mean, this we don't have to come to America. His to movies, his okay. movies are big. I mean, they're, they're family entertainment. It's not some sort of weird edgy. Yeah, but I don't see the crossover appeal for the UK. I, I, can, I can see where it just doesn't quite cross the ocean. Just like there's things over there that definitely don't cross the ocean. Yeah. Know? Like what? Mm, Maverick. Like. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, I, let me tell you, Maverick is really is a really great festival, and what's really cool about what Paul's doing is it's been a few years now, and uh, he's not making it any bigger than his vision is. And even though it's successful, he's not letting it expand outside of the bounds of what's beautiful and the charm of having it right. in a farm, you know. So, so that's not going to be all fucked Paul. up like Jazz Fest has. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the bit about Jazz Fest, the model I'm not following, Good is man. the expansion and the corporatization. You know, I have, I will quickly say, though, I have one of the reasons I'm here. I've been traveling Alabama, meeting a lot of um, people in Alabama, a lot of musicians, because I've got this arrangement now where I, I've partnered up with the state of Alabama, oh, really? and they are sponsoring one of my stages. So we have a Sweet Home Alabama stage, okay. and I do my very best every year to put four or five 
Alabama, maybe emerging artists or a state. You know, we have a kind of we had Holly Williams last year, and um, we've had one or two other artists from Alabama. And mm. how so, cool is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And I thought it was time I came over and sort of press the flesh, meet some of the people right. that make it happen. You know, so yeah, it means Could a lot. Could you do the us. same thing with Louisiana? And I would other love states to. I would. You kidding? I would love to. I think, mm. uh, but I've got to say, I think Alabama because it's a little bit more of a mystery. You know, everyone knows about the great music from New Orleans and mm. Mississippi. They don't have such a clear idea. I think the Alabama Tourist Board asked, did a questionnaire, what do you know, what's the state famous for, what do you know about the state? And they didn't, they didn't get too many answers, you know. <laughs> so, um, well, apart you ever from been that, to, yeah. uh, You ever been to Muscle Shoals? Yeah, well, I just spent a, spent a couple of days in Muscle Shoals visiting the studios there and right. going to fame and meet, met some of the musicians. It's a bit like New Orleans. You just you go out for lunch and you meet some, you know, right. the guy who was Little Richard's musical director for 10 years you know yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff no it's a, it really had muscle shoals it's really uh, there's a lot going on there actually Definitely. okay but back to the louisiana thing I, I see what you're saying about the music being more prominent and and people know what that is but what about cajun music and if you got louisiana involved in that because right now every pub in london has a Cajun chicken sandwich and it's garbage. <laughs> and, uh, well, they have a few garbage Cajun bands as well, which is why you'd never find one at, at my that, festival. That's and that's what I'm. Well, what, what if you got some of these guys, Lost by Rambles, you know, folks like that to come through? That would be really special because that's a that's a dying breed, you know. Slowly but surely, that stuff's getting pushed out. My dad spoke Cajun French because his father, my grandfather, who I only briefly met before he died, uh, spoke Cajun French almost exclusively. But then when my father went to school, they punished him for teaching for, for speaking French, so he had to speak English. So he forgot it, and now I don't know it. You know that that's how these things die. And uh, but there's bands like Lost by Your Ramblers who are guys my age who who somehow kept it going. And, well, hook uh, me up while we're here. You know to. that that yeah. would be the way to go. I mean, of yeah. course, it's financially really only becomes possible if if we can arrange a tour and they can pick up other shows. We Do don't you have a card, Paul? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what the state of Louisiana does the state of Alabama pay for the musicians to go over? Well, there? they don't pay. No, I mean they basically make a contribution to our budget, if you like, okay. in return for a certain amount of profile. And part of that profile is showcasing music and the food. And we we showed the Muscle Shoals movie that when it came out okay. a couple of years ago, I mean, and that some kind sort of thing. Of boondoggle but department in the state of Louisiana that could definitely. Help oh out. yeah. Yeah. Well, we'd certainly be very, very excited about presenting well, some cool. New Orleans music, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no question. Okay, so, Kenna, where do we see this? Mo- what was the movie called that won Best Louisiana Short Film? Church in Black, Part 1. Church in Black. Part 1. Part 1. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm writing that down as well. That's an interesting title. Is there supposed to be a Part 2, or is it? Um, I think there will be in a few years. What are you working on now? Um, I just wrapped up a feature-length narrative called She Was Famous, um, and we submitted it to Sundance, and we're waiting to hear back. Wow, that would be good to get into that. How does that work? Just a board of people who have seen a lot of movies decide? Um, Yeah, uh, people who work for the Sundance Institute, yeah, Mm -hmm. and have ran it for years. How much movie-washing do these people have to do? A lot. Yeah. A lot. Um, I think the last thing I read, they get at least twenty or 12,000 submissions a year. 12,000? Oh just yeah. get the pot and Cheetos. And that, you know, <laughs> it's just like, get that's someone's job is to sit there and watch X number of movies Well, they have a, a group of people, yeah. And so they kind of like say, well, here are our shorts department, here's our narratives, and they send out different people for each section. Mm-hmm. And what's yours, a feature-length document? Narrative. Docu- narrative. Mm-hmm. Does that mean documentary? No. No. <laughs> it that's means a, fiction. Oh, fiction. Mm-hmm. Fiction means not true. So this is a screenplay that someone wrote. Um, yeah, I wrote it last summer. Oh, nice. And what's this? She was famous. Yes. Who was she? Um, one of my closest friends who is suffering with bipolar disorder. Mm. Okay. It was inspired by her. There's a comedy. Um, no, it's a, it could be, but it's mostly a drama. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's what narrative means, <laughs> is it? So what happens to her? Does she get married in the end? No, actually, she's a college dropout and a widow at the beginning. <laughs> Starts out with a college dropout and widow. Okay, how old is she? I'm um, 22. 22, and she's mm-hmm. a widow already. Mm-hmm. What happened to her husband? This is true, based on a true story. It's inspired by a true story. Hey, there are some elements can... that are true in this story. Okay, but this is made up this bit. Yes. She wasn't really widowed at 22. No, no, okay. no, no. So you made that up? Yes. Okay, so her husband was shot on the street or something? He was in the military. Oh, mm. even yeah. better. <laughs> okay. So yeah, he's a, like a good guy. <laughs> yeah. So you start off sympathetic to this poor woman whose husband was shot 
defending the country. Yeah, but she, we kind of see her doing a lot of crazy stuff, so we don't learn that until later in the film. But yeah, she's kind of wild. I don't know if any of you guys know anybody with bipolar disorder or, mm. you know, their True. manic times. <laughs> True. Thank you. <laughs> Quick, I'm gonna get another beer. For yeah, guys, help yourself to what you know. Hey, Bobby, just Bobby, uh, wander over to the bar. Just leave your credit card behind the bar. Yep. Yeah, we'll, we'll be right behind you. That's true. Because there's Jesse's off to get a drink. Jesse's got some interesting tattoos there as well. Oh, here you go. All these guys have got a lot of tattoos. <laughs> we'll have to talk to him about the tats. Drew's pulling out his credit card. I was. Hey, <laughs> hey listen. Before we go any further, because you know, we, we sometimes this thing gets away on us. We need to take a listen to some music by the Painted Hands. Yeah, sure. Because I, I think you people are going to get a surprise. Let's see where this, let's see where these fools are coming from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This changes everything once you hear what's going on here. This band is fucking incredible. Killer. It's really amazing. How did you guys get together in the first place? Are you from here, all of you, or none of you? We're, We're from. Uh, Slidell. This is Atomic, Aaron. We are You're from Slidell. That's even more surprising yeah, now. It fucking sucks. <laughs> Did you go to Salmon High or Slidell High? Slidell. Slidell High, all of you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the, the whole band is from Slidell. That's just... Well, uh, we weren't born there. Yeah. None of us. Well, You're from Georgia. Uh, I'm from Georgia. I'm from Maryland. Atomic's from Georgia. Drew's from Maryland. Metairie. Metairie. Sorry. So is Andrew's from Metairie. Mm, same. Yeah. And Jesse, where are you from originally? Maryland. Mer- you are from Maryland. Yep. Someone did say Maryland. Okay. And you all ended up in Slidell somehow. Yes. Yep. That is a fate worse than death, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Sly Hell. It is yeah. Sly Hell. That's pretty good. So when did you discover that you could all play music and you were Probably, talented? I'm still Probably trying like, to discover. Yeah. Uh, right after we sold our souls. <laughs> About, uh, I guess, uh, our junior year of high school, 2011, is when we kind of got together. That was your junior year of high school, 2011? Yes. Okay. And when did you graduate, that means? 2013. 2013. 2013. Yeah. yeah, you got some pretty impressive stuff on the internet when I tried to Google you before I came here today. There's absolutely no information whatsoever at all. It says, there's not. It says on your Facebook page, it says, the band was formed in 2011. It's now beyond 2011. So that's it. You're welcome. And then it says, uh, your debut album is called Rap Scallions. Yes. So that's good that at least you got that out there. Yeah. That you have a debut album. And the band interests are music, so that's good mm-hmm. for a start. Mm-hmm. Writing, that's handy. Mm-hmm. Performing, good. Yep. Right? What well, was our original description well, that you put that was I awful? I don't even this know. This is good. We don't need this to talk is, about this that. This is great. And loitering and cooking. <laughs> Especially loitering. And loitering is good. And that's all the information I could find on the World Wide well, Web. Well, let's just listen to the music. This band. And then I heard this. I thought, okay, these guys must be pretty fucking bad then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is something sad that Christian's... Yeah forced on us and then yeah. I put this on and take a listen what song are we going to listen to you want to do Big Brother first Big Brother let's do Big Brother first start off with Big Brother yeah, off the Big album Rap Scallions by The Painted Hands right. from Slidell Louisiana <laughs> Black. 
Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Really cool. The Painted Hands from Slider, Louisiana. What made you pick that song to listen to first? Atomic? Been a long time coming, I guess. It was a. I don't know. We worked no on that song a lot. No one's going to help you. You're all on your own answering this question. We worked on that song a lot. You did? Yeah. That was the first yeah. time, I guess, we. Sort of Drew, come on here. Come on, Dill. Drew, Drew, just, oh, just, just, just lean into the That's it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, who yeah, I guess uh, that was like the first time we decided to put two songs on the album just together. You know, we had uh, the the verse that was Michael's. He kind of did that whole that thing. That keyboard piece. The, the whole keyboard piece. And then uh, Joey had that weird chorus, and we just, it was a key change, but we just tried to make it happen anyway. Nice. Okay. You know? And you're the drummer. Yes. Now, Paul, as a professional drummer yourself, is this guy fucking well, talented or I what? Was, I was thinking Keith Moon. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that kind of yeah. manic. Uh. But it's t- I, I love, when I listen yeah. to this record, I thought the drumming stood out, frankly. Yeah. I mean, all you guys are good too, I'm sure, you know, but no, I, I thought I it was really, ta- it's very tasteful drumming and an unusual thank you. style. Thank you. What is that from? A lot of drugs or what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, I grew up with Bonham, so like he's like probably Bonham Moon and uh, Mitch Mitchell are like my favorite top. And who three, are so. those guys? Uh, Bonham was a drummer for Zeppelin. Moon is the Who, and then uh, Mitch Mitchell is a drummer from the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Okay. So um, that's really three good jazzy, choices. Yeah. And did you watch much um, t- uh, Tyler Perry mo- Many Tyler Perry <laughs> movies when you're. Uh, I watched the so- I watched some of them, but yeah. I, I didn't. I never watched. Yeah, goes to jail. Medea. I remember when that one was huge. Actually, like, that one was that massive. was big. Yeah. Well, we never finished the Medea story. There, we started <laughs> off on that, Kenner. And yeah, where why did we go there? Where was it? Where was it? Where? Why did you bring that up? Well, you asked me a question. What was it? Um, why did I start Church in Black? Or what was the what was the premise? original yeah. premise from yeah. the the homosexual yeah. church guy? Oh, uh, uh, basically, uh, the perspective of the black church was something that I wanted to challenge based on what the media has presented and I just wanted to get on the ground level and see all different backgrounds of like the black church, Catholic, Baptist, um, you know, Jehovah Witnesses. That's where it kind of started. Right. Um, and then so we, there's no such thing as a black church then? Right, what you're exactly. There's black people in all these churches. Exactly, exactly. Okay. But I just want to kind of challenge what the media was presenting that face to look like. What are this? What is the media presenting about the black church? Um, well, mostly uh, one of the interesting things that we did for the doc 
documentary is that we kind of went into the French Quarter and asked a lot of people who weren't black what they thought it was about, and um, we got a lot of Tyler Perry answers. <laughs> and so um, we yeah, did that for a couple so of days. Go back a second. You walked around the French Quarter talking to drunk tourists from other states. No, mostly. not all drunk tourists. No, who, that's who's mostly down there. We had some there. locals. This was a couple Somewhere. years ago. Okay, yeah. well, they're still mostly drunk tourists <laughs> even today. Depends on what time of the day. Yeah. You know. No, mostly they are though. So that's who you're talking to. Or so there's some locals. Okay. Yeah. And what's the question? The question. What do you know about the black church? Yeah. And saying, yeah. People say Tyler Perry. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. A lot. That's weird. A lot. That would be the last thing I would think of. Really? Well, what would you guys think of if someone said, you, I can't ask them the question. What, Do yeah, a survey. What <laughs> uh, I guess when you guys think of, uh, you know, the black church, whatever that means to you, what do you think of it? Gospel. Gospel. Gospel music, yeah. yeah. Atomic, what are you doing Definitely. down there? Gospel. Filling uh, oh, <laughs> like with your you know. keychain. Okay. Okay. Oh, <laughs> like, like that key? That's a key in the shape of a guitar. That's a real key. <laughs> what is that open, actually? It's the key to music. My man. girlfriend's house. <laughs> you have a girlfriend and she has a house. That's yep. two positive things He's there. He's doing good, yeah. Where, where's her house at? On Octavia, right it's there. It's right up here. Okay. <laughs> Do you stay there with her or you just have yeah, a key to her house? Too? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm crashing there right now. Nice, okay. <laughs> He's right. currently homeless. Dirt bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, ha- having a girlfriend with a house does not make you homeless. No. I don't think can it, does it? Not his house, though. He's got to make her eggs <laughs> in the morning. Yeah. You make her eggs in the morning. What does she do for a job? Uh, she works with. Or she works at the melting pot in the restaurant. She's a oh, server. She works at the melting pot. Yeah. So that's a fondue restaurant. Yes, what indeed. do they serve there? <laughs> Cheese fondue. fondue. Oh, I thought Salads. you made your own fondue. I thought you stuck the meat on the on a stick into the no, cheese. Or yeah, something. yeah. You make uh, well, they have the cheese fondue, which the servers make, and then you have the salads, and then you have your entrees, <laughs> which you cook at the table yourself, right? Yeah, he works there too. So you yeah, with, <laughs> so that's, did you meet at the uh, the melting pot? No, I moved out here, and then she was like, "Well, I want to move out here." And I was like, "Okay, well, here's a job." And then I moved out of the house I was living in and then realized, like, oh, shit. Sweet. Work at, there now. When you work at the melting pot and, and the idea is that you cook your own food, do, do you get tired of cooking your own fucking, like, worker's meal? Like, that's fucking annoying. No, right? a lot of people get pissed off when they come in there. It's like, I fucking pay to cook my cook own my food. Cook my own fucking like, cheese. Man, I, I fucking make the rules. Yeah, so when you get when you get your, like, your shift meal, what do you get? Oh, uh, we, we get salad. That's the only shit. <laughs> okay, that's a good yeah. question. Do you just get a yeah. pot of melted you, cheese? Yeah, you don't. No, no, no. Right. Well, a lot of times I'll take it and, like, go back and eat the rest of it. So if y'all come to the melting pot, I'm probably eating your cheese. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, oh just like the guitar. Oh, hang on a second. Pick it up. Rip. Hey, hang on a second. You're allowed to eat someone else's <laughs> leftover meal. The no, pot. You're, you're not supposed to. But uh, <laughs> no, I think this is on a part of saying I, I ripped off jazz fans here. I was totally on that. I was I was busting tables in college, and I was at a. Uh, it was kind of like a Creole seafood restaurant, and there would be like stuffed shrimp, hmm. beautiful, luscious <laughs> stuffed shrimp, and sometimes <laughs> some people no, would leave a stuffed yeah. shrimp. Oh yeah, you totally. <laughs> and, that shit. Yeah, yeah, taking that home. Starving, yeah. Like, oh yeah, that's not do you, touched. Do you Good. ever serve it to the other people who come in the restaurant? <laughs> That I do not do. I'm I'm kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Does the restaurant? He's nice enough. So the restaurant doesn't do that. So is the food any good there? Everyone, I I've never been to it. Have you guys ever been to the? Never been. Yeah. I've been. You've been there, Canada. A few years ago. What'd you think? Um, I don't even remember. Mm, uh, must have been pretty. It good. Wasn't memorable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. It was my birthday. I was on a date with another guy. It was his Man, birthday too. Wow. Yeah, it was weird. So he decided to take you to the melting pot. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Mm, it was okay. an expensive date. It's expensive. <laughs> Is it? At the time, it was. Did yeah. he pay for it? Yeah, he paid for it. That's good. It's it was so y'all can melt together. <laughs> I think it was. That's what it, the world it, needs. It, it didn't it? work out. Where, where is it located? Where is it? On uh, St. Charles. Okay. It's, like it's right across from Houston's. Come down, get your cheese oh, and ask sort of. for Aaron. I didn't, yeah. How much is the average meal that you have to cook for yourself? Which is just a bowl right, of melted cheese. You go there, it's a tricky menu, but you're going to spend at least... For yourself and another person, at <laughs> least eighty dollars. Yeah. Really, eighty bucks for a bowl of melted cheese. cheese. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tough. Well, I think how long you can you fly to Switzerland for that? <laughs> where the cheese comes from? Catch your own cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that does seem expensive, and it doesn't sound like it's much good. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, frankly, I work at this bar called the Maple Room, 
Yo, ever inside out, side out sucks, but <laughs> the, maple the maple room. room. Maple hey, hang on, Drew got a call. Drew, who is it? You <laughs> can put it on speakerphone if you like. Hold on, Desi. It's oh, Desi. 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 <laughs> Hello, Desmond. You are on the air. <laughs> What's up? Okay. That's Michael calling on Desi's right. phone. What, what's so goddamn important, Michael? Um, I'm, I'm not going to be there. He's not going to make it to happy hour. All right, man. Well, look, I'll catch you later, man. I appreciate you calling. <laughs> and he's the, he's the vocalist. He's, he's the, a uh, keyboard player and backup vocalist. Right, Say he, hi, Michael. Hi. <laughs> okay, Michael. Nice to meet you. Thanks for showing up. Yeah. Why can't? Why couldn't he be here exactly? Uh, why couldn't? What? What's going on, man? Um, I my phone died on my way to that place, so I. <laughs> so that's the reason. He didn't know how to get here. Oh, okay. You didn't know. Yeah, how to the get GPS okay. must have. Yeah. Right. Oh god, that's a sad right, situation. Cool. I was just letting you know that. Yeah. Does he remember the name of the place? Right. What's the name of the place? Yeah, it's um, it's called uh. It, it's called. Where are you at right now? Don't, don't worry about it. I just went back to campus. Oh, okay. Well, dude, I'll call you later, man. All right, love you too, babe. Uh, okay. Does it? Do you have a manager? Are you painted hands? Uh, it, we kind of all just. This could be Drew's the sort of king of the whole thing. This could be a good day to get a manager if you got you know a guy who's like me to be on a show. And he, how old are you guys? Uh, 21, 21, 20. 20 are you twenty or nineteen? Twenty. 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 Uh, everyone's funny. Yeah. Well, the good news is you got time to get your shit together. Yeah. Well, Paul's been, look, Paul was in giant bands back in England back in the day. He was in a band called Magazine. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Do you yeah. want to hear about it? Some magazine? Have you got some magazine? We have it lined up. Oh, I'm my sure. God. Woo! Let's take a look. Yeah. Don't see we Magazine. <laughs> Paul Spencer on drums. What's the name of the song? Shot by both sides. Great title. Shot by both sides. Yeah. It's kind of military. Kind of yeah. oh, shot by both sides. It's ties in. How long were you in this band for? I was with them. I was only with them for for one big tour, actually. Right. And uh, I didn't actually play on that record. I'd like to say I did because it's their best ever track, but. Uh, but they fired their drummer straight after they recorded and then they needed somebody to go on tour with them so we toured supporting Patti Smith actually remember Patti Smith yeah, yeah, yeah we did wow. a big, big tour cool. with that's her. pretty groovy yeah yeah shall I tell you the most exciting moment of that tour quickly because it's pretty cool so we go to Berlin we hate we didn't like Patti Smith she didn't like us we never got time <laughs> for a sound check she always used uh-huh. to mess around and we used to just have to drag our gear on and play you know for half an hour and then get off and we played Berlin, and Iggy Pop came to see us. Ooh, and, he, and he watched our, show, our set, and when we finished, he came backstage and just took us off to a club, and he didn't even bother to stay for Patti Smith's show. Wow, nice. nice. So cool. you hang out with Iggy and Pop played, Berlin. And we played, we took over a little bar called the 609. Never been able to find it again, but it was called the 609. And we, there was a band playing. We went in there and we played jammed with Iggy Pop. Yeah, how cool! Holy that? shit, that's yeah. a good night. Yeah. Is that a good story. That's a good night. Do you want to hear a bit of Andrew Duhon original music while we're here? Oh, are you kidding? Uh, Iggy Pop to Andrew Duhon. That's yeah. perfect. <laughs> this man has wowed my festival. I've got to tell you, it was a good tip, Grant. Yeah. The, the day you told me about him, really, seriously, people, he's he's got quite a, a fan fan base. He's the real deal. Yeah. I know. Well, I mean, but they think a Cajun chicken sandwich is, you know, <laughs> like Tony Sash. Now, you know, overdone I think people right. recognize good music when they hear it. It doesn't matter what kind of music. No, that, that was, I was taking prefer. the piss, as Paul's people would say. That's what they say? You have your own people, Paul? We, we have some one or two. So uh, this is uh, kind of my song and kind of... Uh, I was listening to a Mississippi Fred McDowell album, and this song came on, and it was one that I had not heard before, and it was called, this, sorry, this, it wasn't actually this song, it was a song very much like this, actually the, the chorus melody is inspired by this, but the song was called, Woke Up This Morning With My Mind Stayed On Jesus, and he plays a lot of slide stuff, and he's, he's a really brilliant slide player from the sticks, and uh, I thought the, uh, 
I thought the, the melody was beautiful, so I figured it out, and then it stuck with me, and every time I'd pick up a slide, I'd play it. It's just... So I was actually in England, um, I don't know, some months later, and I was on a train and uh, another mass shooting of some sort had happened, and um, I, didn't, I don't write songs about these things, I don't know, I don't feel like I have a perspective, uh, I can't wrap my head around it quite to like write, write something that feels like enough of a voice to say what I would want to say, but I started writing, and then I came up with this line that I liked that had the word freedom in it. And then I remembered this song, woke up this morning with my mind, stayed on Jesus, and I looked it up on Wikipedia just to, like, you know, see what else was, a, what, what this song was about. And it turns out that in the civil rights movement, they, uh, they used this song and they, they said, woke up this morning with my mind, stayed on freedom. And I thought, okay, wait a minute. Now, wait, you know, so I was thinking that line about freedom and, and uh, so woke up this morning with my mind, stayed on freedom, sounded really good for a chorus, and maybe I just write some verses, so that's what I did, it goes like this. South Carolina, nine believers dead and gone. Not a paper boy thrown too close to home. Now from Lafayette, Louisiana, shrapnel holes in the second floor walls of the house I built from the bottom. I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on freedom. Woke up this morning with my mind stayed on freedom. Hallelujah, hallelujah, oh yeah. <coughs> News teams show your family photos. They don't show them lowered in the mud. It's a hard, hard truth beneath the blood. They show them laying down the flowers. Never show them pulling up the rug. It's a hard, hard truth beneath the blood You used to keep a count But somewhere we just stopped counting But love ain't moved one goddamn mountain When we ourselves refused to move And I woke up this morning with my mind Stayed on freedom Woke up this morning with my mind Stayed on freedom, hallelujah Freedom, say freedom, where you know the aim is true. When freedom is a crossfire, what we're gonna do? Freedom, say freedom, where you know the aim is true. When freedom is a crossfire that walks right through the double doors of a middle school. So what you gonna do? This morning with my mind Stayed on freedom Woke up this morning with my mind Stayed on freedom Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah oh, yeah. Andrew Duhon off the forthcoming album. Mm, I don't know if that'll be blank. Yeah. No? I don't know. Maybe not. Do you play that live much? No, I just wrote it. It's brand new. It's new yeah. You remember you heard it here first? Yep. Wow. What did you think of it? 
Yeah, no, I think it's cool. I think, well, the whole thing is that that melody is beautiful, and so it's not really, it's kind of like half cover song, half my song, you know? So <laughs> it's I never, kind of like being inspired by the jazz. I've never done that, but I, I really believe in that. I believe in, like, the fluidity of folk music, you know? Like, Bob Dylan did that. I just took folk songs and, and wrote oh, new yeah. verses to them, and everybody does that, right? Oh, you know, yeah, all these songs that are part of the, the, the uh, um, the, um, what's the word, the common core. No, what is that called? Uh uh, nobody has rights to it. It's just oh, public, 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 domain. public domain, right? Right. Common so, Core is something different <laughs> altogether. Yeah. So uh, you know, but but these songs that that all kinds of people have added to, like a gumbo, if you will. Uh, you know, just this this uh, this this song that is kind of like hopped along so many errors and so many eras and so many perspectives, and it gains verses and it gains melodies, and that's that's what folklore is, right? Yeah. So I think well, that's uh, what oral history is. Yeah, kind I of, think I, I think my, my original hesitation to to like to demean some you know classic folk song by writing my own verse is, is exactly the wrong you know. Thing oh, I think. see. This whole thing is a sort of a justification. Yeah. For ripping off. Fred McDowell. Absolutely, yeah. I think, okay. I, think I, I see the I game. Stand behind, yeah, <laughs> I'm standing behind, like using those words. And even Fred McDowell was ripped off there. He said, "Woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus." It was a gospel song, right? And then the civil rights movement said, "Woke up this morning with my mind stayed on freedom." And uh, but I love, I love the element of you know, hallelujah in there is beautiful. This Christian nature to it, which certainly finds itself on one side of the debate. And, uh, you know, woke up this morning. I think freedom is really what we're talking about when you talk about the, the violence going on. And, you know, uh, uh, what kind of freedoms are we talking about? And what do we need and what don't we need? And, and what is fair and what's not fair in that, you know, whole debate? Paul's, Paul's country, you know, deals with that in a different way. And it's interesting to go over there and hear them talk about it and think it's laughable the way that we even find it a debate. And I, I understand why it's a debate. And, I, you know, I, I'm not really sure even exactly where I stand, but it's a, it's... It's funny that we're not talking about it more, though. Well, how can you... What, where is there to stand on it? As, I mean, can you be in favor of shooting well, kids in a no, school? No, but I, th- I think, you know, the question is, what's the root of the problem? Is it the, you know, mental health, or is it, you know, uh, the availability of guns, and, and how can we solve both if it's both things, and, you know... Uh, but, yeah, we're not talking about that enough. It's funny. Well, Kenna, what's the solution? Um, I think you said one of them, mental health and just awareness. Mm. Um, I know we talk about this all the time, especially what she was famous, is that I went through college, high school, and not be without being properly educated on what mental illness was, mm-hmm. and you know how I could identify for myself and in others who I'm going to school with, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think just the accessibility of the knowledge behind it is not there, mm-hmm. you know, to prevent these things from happening, like at that. But school. as long as you have the guns on the street, I mean, the crazy people are always going to be added. You know, I mean, in England, that's that's the one. So- part of the debate we can't we just cannot unfathom mm-hmm. how come you know we understand about the right to bear arms but it just it's no one no one in England can understand how you allow guns to be so prevalent easily available bought at a store around the corner just show your driving license or whatever it is mm-hmm. you know that that's very hard for us in Europe to understand that that mindset you know yeah but what what well, well, from your perspective then what is the simple solution Well, there's no simple solution, is there? But the gun thing would have to be top of the agenda. I mean, I'm not a politician. If I was, no. But when people people outside of the United States, say in England, and the general conversation, Mm. the general common sense. Well, tighten up on the guns. They can't understand when the debate comes out, and there's the whole thing about Obama's trying to, you know, restrict, make it more difficult to buy guns, or have more background checks, or limit the number of guns that someone can own, or the type of guns that can be made, and then the big the NRA and the you know, there's the big lobby to to all the money comes out and talks and and just closes down that debate and the gun sales carry on. Mm. So that that would seem to me uh, an obvious first step. Well, yeah, you shouldn't be able to buy guns like candy. You, know, no, you should have licenses. Yeah. You know, you need yeah. background check to make sure you're mentally you know, capable of owning a gun. You don't have any. What would be a, what would be a background check that would prove you're mentally capable of doing anything? You know, mental illnesses. Like playing in a band, for example. Yeah. Any, well, yeah, if you're in a band, then you're, uh, you're automatically... <laughs> well, that's <laughs> out right there. You shouldn't be allowed a gun. No you shouldn't be allowed right. a gun right there. I think if, you, if you phone dies on the way to a gig, that would be question. definitely... I mean, what mental test, really, seriously? Yeah, no. You walk into a store and you say, okay, we have to take this test. Okay, what do you know about the black church? That would be the first question. 
What do you know about what, Alabama? That'd be another yeah. good question. Who is Tyler Perry? That's a question. Well, what, what about? <laughs> I mean, what question? Seriously, what question are you going to ask someone? About, go, oh, you like, passed. Okay. How about like a gun safety course that's like two days and you have to show up on time? You know, like what if you have to just be a a human being who can handle timelines and taking a simple test? Well, that would be a something to start, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, you have definitely. to be able to show and up think, on time. I think you know, uh, you know, there's there's polar sides of the, the debate, but I think that part is agreed upon by a lot of people that it should be harder. Oh yeah, you know, and uh, but the the, the mental uh, uh, health thing is is really powerful too because every one of these mass shooters that we see seems to have some deficiency, right? And and uh, you can just look at like underneath the interstate and all these people and speaking with colleagues that work with homeless and and i you know just asking the simple question how many of these people have mental problems and you know they say 80 percent of them and then 20 percent of them just like to be there you know Uh, we we did a podcast here for a while on it's new called psych wood which was a a crazy guy called ross shields who lives from slidell actually who's holed up in his house in slidell and he played the part of a psychiatrist who he's not a psychiatrist he played the part of a psychiatrist who's both a patient and the superintendent of a psych ward hmm. and he would just call people up and have insane conversations with them and one of them one of the episodes was I want a gun and he called he called owners of gun shops in the south in Alabama Mississippi Louisiana and you know we just recorded the conversations and said he said I'm crazy but just because I'm crazy doesn't mean someone's not out to get me and there's people trying to kill me and I want a gun. And every single one of these guys helped them out. Oh, nice. Every single one of them said, well, yeah, we can find a way, buddy. Yeah. I get a commission off this. Yeah, Let's yeah. make it work. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think we'll go, we've probably got a long way to go. But, Andrew, you have to play one more uh, background piece of background music oh, yeah. while I read these sponsor messages, which is a little bit late. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play and, something dreamy. Is that okay, right? yeah. And what are we going to come back and talk about after this? Can something about uh, the film business? Sure. If you have any questions about it, sure. I have a, I have a question about... We haven't, fa- we haven't finished our survey about what do you think of when you hear the black shirt and then you say Tyler Perry. <laughs> our show today is brought to us by Petite Pet Care. If you're going out of town or you have a crazy schedule, the folks at Petite Pet Care will take care of your pet in his or her own home. You don't need to board them. For loving care, when you're not there, you can go to Petite Pet Care. Dot com. <coughs> oh, that's very nice. Atomic, thank you very much. Yeah. Are you a smoker, Atomic? No. No. Drew's sitting here with a cigarette in his hand the whole time. I'm, I'm starting to itch, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can light up in here. No one's going to do anything. <laughs> what, who's going to kick you out? Thanks to the Basic Swim and Gym. Basic Swim and Gym have got a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout, and yoga clothes with style there on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue. Check them out there. Basic Swim and Gym. Thank you to to the world-famous Hangover Destroyer, the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. And you can still drink as well. It's not abstinence. It's actually a drug. (laughs) Go to the Hangover Destroyer website. It's hdestroyer.com. Write happy hour in the coupon code, which is ironic, I suppose, in itself, and get 30% off of Hangover Destroyer, and you too can seize the dawn. Thank you too to unlistednola.com, the revolutionary new way to buy a house in New Orleans. Tell your girlfriend about this, Atomic. If you know what you're looking for, you can find your perfect match before it comes on the market. It's the match.com of real estate. It's unlistednola at unlistednola.com. And that dreamy background music is off the forthcoming album by Andrew Duhon. <laughs> okay, nice. Okay, Kenneth, so what was the overwhelming, the overwhelming answer to the question is what do you think of when I say the Woods Black Church is Tyler Perry, which I can't understand the logic between those two and then that made you want to go make a movie yeah a documentary um I about just, what's wrong with white people or what? no no not at all again i was just <laughs> i was just challenging what the media is presenting that that whole culture to look like and 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 be like and i was interested to see how it was being perceived well how is it um, well, I did this project a couple of years ago. Okay, well, screw that. Then. Move on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what the new one's about mental illness. Yes, she about was famous. Is. She was famous. Mm-hmm. And we can't, we can't see it anywhere yet, though, right? We Not have to yet. wait. Yes, but I do have a teaser online. Oh, you do? Yes, shewasfamous.com. Shewasfamous.com. Mm-hmm. It's a great title. Paul, what do you think about that Thank as a you. title? Great title. Not as good as Almost Famous. That was enough. <laughs> that I like was, that movie. Almost that Famous was, was about music, right? Was about <laughs> it was about Abbey Road. Was it? Is that who I that guess was? I don't know. No, it's almost uh, famous was about uh, the guy was um, was a Cameron Crowe movie. He was a journalist yeah. or something. Yeah. He's a journalist, yeah. so he was like a kid journalist yeah. for yeah, Rolling Stone or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was John pretty Kuzak, good. Yeah. 
And so you wrote, and you did you direct this movie? Yes. Wow. I wrote it, I directed, and I edited it. Did you go to film school or you just... I went to LSU. I have a theater background, theater performance background. You know what's funny? When you say edited it, it yeah, sounds weird. like it needs editing. <laughs> <laughs> edited it. Well, yeah. it does if you say it wrong like that. I edited it. <laughs> I edited it. I edited it. That's correct, isn't it? <laughs> no, that's right. Edited it. I edited it. It. So you're, the, you're a film editor... As a director well. and a screenwriter. Yes. You're a triple threat. Who who paid for it? Um, we had some private investors, so we had executive producers. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow, how cool. That's really exciting to be able to pull that off. Yeah, it was it was tough. It took us a year, but we got it done. Uh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. not too bad at all. Yeah. Really, these days. And how fucked up is the film business here now since uh, they changed their tax credit? Um, I just think I think we're still okay. It's just a lot of these big companies have pulled out a little bit, but we're still. Other than that, good. no big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're fine. A I lot mean, of companies have pulled out. That's not what you're supposed to say. But we have right? a lot I mean, of locals here. We have a lot of local filmmakers who right. have a chance to have a voice in the industry now a little bit. So I think we're okay. Okay, so you don't notice any drop off because. Not really. Okay. Not as a well, local. Well, that's good to know. Okay. All right. We're going to have to get out of here in a minute. Should we listen to one more song from um, Painted Hands before yeah, we go? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Okay. Let's pick, what song? Let's pick well, it carefully. Kim Vu is here. Look at that. <laughs> Hi, Kim. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> a shocker. Kim, Should we Kim do one of our many Beatles covers? <laughs> or maybe Nirvana <laughs> or Sleeper Agent? Okay, yeah, let's do uh, Rapscallions. You want to do Raps? Let's do Rapscallions. Rap which is the title song <laughs> off the oh, album Rapscallion, which you can steal off the internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not steal that it good. Steal it for free. Let's listen to it. Anyway. It's not that good. Where, where do you guys play, by the way? We, uh, we play all over the city, mainly. Um, we've played out of state a couple. We played out of state a couple of times. but um, Well, suppose, suppose I was in New Orleans and I wanted to go hear you. <laughs> oh, uh, One Eye Jacks. One Eye Jacks, we play there a couple of times. Um, they're really good to us over there. Um, anywhere in the Marini, we really play. Like, anywhere. Uh, we like, actually uh, have two shows coming up like this week on Friday and Saturday. Yeah, one's in Slide but one's a, uh, and one's a house party in here. Um, bring your friends, whatever. It's on North Galvez. Come do um, it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure that I can't remember the address, but uh, um, yeah, that's great. Okay. <laughs> so we're, we're on. It's on Facebook. <laughs> Just drive yeah. around. It's on Facebook. Drive up and down North Galvez right Street now. until you see a bunch of cars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll be, yeah. some I'll be out music. there and like a hot dog <laughs> Okay, yeah, with a big arrow. Yeah. Music. Exactly. That's right. But uh, what, is, what does that tattoo on your arm mean? It's some sort this, of red... Uh, have you ever seen Star Wars? Nope. Okay. <laughs> what is it? This is the Rebel Alliance. These are the good guys. Oh, really? Yeah. You have a Star Wars tattoo? Yes. It's, uh, it's, my brother is like a huge Star Wars fan, so we just got Star Wars tattoos together. Okay. Is so. he older than you or younger? Younger. He's uh, 14 months younger. So you influenced him to get a Star Wars tattoo. <laughs> he actually influenced me. He's he was a okay. huge bigger Star Wars kind of guy. You know. Well, he's a kid. <laughs> Fourteen months. And you're younger. crazy enough to go along with that. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. <laughs> What's on the other hand? Yeah, um, the other arm. Anything? I have this. Hey, that's cool. <laughs> that's Nola Punk. Nola Punk. It's it's really lame, but um, <laughs> is it? <laughs> well, it's, it's like it's the NOPD. Yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> I wanted to be a cop when I was younger. So you did? Yeah. So okay. Um, how, how young was that exactly? Oh, I was like five or something like that. Right. But it lasted a couple of years. You, know? you didn't get that tattoo when you were five, I hope. I, no, <laughs> I didn't. He did. Don't let him lie so, Like I said, so, he's a filthy liar. So you got that Nola Punk, it's, and it's in the shape of like the NOPD yeah. badge yeah. with the word N-O-L-A-P-U-N-K. <laughs> That's an interesting choice, too. Yeah, I just... Uh, <coughs> when uh, I guess when we started playing here more, we got to see a lot of the, the punk side of New Orleans and... Uh, we really enjoyed it. Not a lot. It's not a huge scene, but uh, it's something we definitely like to make bigger. You know, mm-hmm. punk or just rock and garage rock and roll, anything like that. You know. And then Jesse's got the World Wildlife Federation panda tattooed on us. Oh, no, actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's actually, that it's, one? A, it's a skate company. It's Enjoy. It's a skate. It's a skate. I really wanted a panda tattoo, and I couldn't. You know, think of any good design. So this was the first thing I thought of. You're not supposed to think of your own design for a tattoo. I think are you necessarily. No, I mean, no, you could because originality is over. It's overrated. Yeah, <laughs> correct. Well, how that. did you get a cigarette butt into that glass? It's a whole. That was behind my ear, and I stepped on it. That was a uh, sad okay. story. Did you step on your <laughs> it's ear? A sad, sad story. <laughs> that would be, he you're a contortionist. I stepped on my. 
<laughs> so you designed your own panda tattoo, which turned out to be the logo of a skate company. No, no, I, I actually like picked it, and I was like, you know what? I'll just get the Enjoy logo because why not? And then a week after I got this, I realized my favorite band has an album cover with a panda tattoo, and that was pretty upsetting. But what was your favorite arms, band bro. at the time? This town needs guns. This what? This town needs this guns. This town needs guns is your favorite band. Yes. Okay. It's one of those guitar bands. I don't know. Some, some kind of guitar it's just band. One of those bands. Yeah. Where are they one from? One of those bands. Yeah. They're actually from the UK. They're, do you yeah. know them? No. I do not. <laughs> okay. I have to ask my daughter over there. She probably knows. She, oh, your daughter's over here. We could she ask is. her. Mm. Hey, you, Ella. You ever heard of what's it called? They. This, this town, town needs guns. guns. This town needs guns. UK band. Yes, it's she like has. It's her favorite band. Math rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's like math rock. Nobody listens to math rock. No. M- Only what, what rock is it? Mouth rock. Mouth rock. You know. M o u t h. Yeah. Mouth rock. <laughs> mouth rock. No, I I don't know mouth rock. <laughs> Rocks at all. in their mouths. Kenna, you heard of mouth rock? What yeah. do you think of when you hear the words mouth rock? It's a little. It's a little uh, Tyler Perry. Just <laughs> 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 yeah. a little Tyler. Perry. <laughs> Yeah, that. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, okay, let's take, a, let's take a listen to Painted Hands, not inspired by Math Rock. Well, this town has guns yes. or a skateboard company. Math Rock, not Mouth Rock. Math. Math. Yeah. M-A-T-H. Math. Yes. Math Rock. Math. Go, the Painted Hands, off the album, the same name, Rapscallions, which you can find online at thepaintedhands.com or Bandcamp. There's no website for this band even. Yeah. yeah. There is. You have a website now. Now, yeah. Thepaintedhands.com. Well, we're going to put a link to it on our website. It's neworleans.com so people can find it. That really is great. And go ahead and steal that record. 
because I'm sure no one's ever going to pay for it. But you can <laughs> you can make some money at a gig from going to see them. I love this band. You guys are doing a great thing here. Thank you. Appreciate you're it. You're onto something, don't you think, guys? Uh, yeah, Andrew Paul, what do you think yeah. as a yeah, professional yeah. No, music I, promoter? I, I love. I can hear the drum influences. I'm a big fan of uh, Mitch Mitchell's myself. Right on. Right on. Cool, yeah. Man. yeah, that's really great drumming. Very congratulations. Thank you. All you guys: Atomic, Aaron, Jesse Ward, right. and. Uh, Drew Le Bourgeois, his real name, D-R-E-U-X. <laughs> the name of the band is The Painted Hands. And this other guy's in the band too. He just sort of showed up with a shirt and tie. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Come on, Dylan. <laughs> I'm Dylan James. I'm the guitar player. Dylan James, he, is he that sucks. your real name as yeah, well? That's, that's my real name. That's a great name too. These guys have got some good, real rock and roll names. Okay. It's huge. Okay, well, I'm going to hook you guys up with Paul Spencer after the show and you'll be playing in the... In the field in Suffolk. That's it. Maverick <laughs> Festival. At the Maverick right Festival. You can find yeah. out more about the Maverick yeah. Festival on our website too. It's neworleans.com. Yeah. We just go straight to maverickfestival.co.uk. .co.uk. We have a link to it on our website as well. And you can find out about She Was Famous at shewasfamous.com. Yes. Right. We have a link to that on our website. Catherine King is off. She's our photographer. She's Hi leaving. Girl. She doesn't realize that there's another three hours of the show to go. <laughs> Hey, y'all, that was Happy Hour. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. All right, My no special problem. guests today have been the guys from the Painted Hands, as I mentioned, Ken Moore and Paul Spencer. Our show is produced by Graham DuPonte and associate producing, technical directed by Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh, thank you so much for finding the Painted Hands. He's our music director. Our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show, you can sit upright for about an hour and drink free booze. Drop us a line. Our address is on our website. It's neworleans.com. We can also hear tons of other happy hours as long as well as some other shows we make here as well. Out to lunch with Peter Raschuti live from Commander's Palace. True to the game with Chris True, Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canada, Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tucker. Milo's Music Parlor with the famous Kim Vu, who's sitting right over there and the revolutionary new way to buy a house in New Orleans, unlisted NOLA. Keep up with us on Facebook and on Twitter, Instagram, and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well. And all of it we called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this page. What? You can find photos from this show <laughs> on the itsneworleans.com website and on our Facebook and Google Plus pages. Nobody even uses Google Plus. I don't know even why we <laughs> say that. I don't know what it is. That's a complete waste of, of my <laughs> oxygen. Those photos were taken today by the fabulous Catherine King while Alison Moon is in France. If you're listening to this show on iTunes or on Stitcher or some other podcast app that you prefer, I don't blame you for that. Thank you for subscribing to us. If you've got one minute, stop and do this. Take a moment to rate and review us. That helps other people find us. And our show is recorded live today at the fabulous Wayfair on Ferret Street where they put fine dining into a sandwich and fine booze into a glass. You know what else about Wayfair, and Grant? What? They Brunch. are oh. was sponsoring Breakfast this Saturday. Which is a, a morning event at Gasa Gasa Saturday as is in Halloween morning. Break so fast. Breck 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 fast. Yeah. So there's <laughs> bands playing. There's food uh, by Wayfair. There's coffee by Mojo. Mimosas, Bloody Marys. Come on out to that. And how do we find out more about that? Uh, you can go to Facebook. Type in Breakfast. Facebook. Hang on. How do you spell that? Yes. Uh, and t- and go breakfast, to breakfast. Breakfast would be like breakfast, except it's without the A, not the fast. It's a fest. Breakfast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And it's the day of Halloween. Halloween morning. If you're listening to this yeah. in 2015, before That's right. Halloween. That's right. You've got a chance to go along and see Andrew Duhon playing live. Along with a bunch of other along people. with a band called the Ludlow Thieves from New York, a, a band well Michael McKee, who you know, yeah, uh, DJ great. Doug Funny, who's from WTUL, great DJ, as well as Paul Myra, which is an up and coming great band. Okay, uh, so this is going to be great so, on yeah. Halloween Day. What time? Starts at 10 a.m., finishes at 2:30. So it's a brunch thing, you know. Yeah, okay. It's your fuel up for your Halloween. I like it. It sounds great. And Grand Ponte, our producer, just walked in right as we're signing off. You can't do any better than that, Perfect. correct? Yeah. Happy Hours, a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com for Andrew Duhon, creator of Breakfast. Correct? Nailed it. Paul Spencer, Kenner Moore, the guys in the painted hands, and everyone else here at Wayfair. Thanks for joining us. I'm Grant Morris. We'll see you back here next time Woo! on Happy Hour. Hey.